This is Mark Sevy with Plot Points Podcast. Happy Mother's Day to those uh, which it applies, to which it applies. Not <laughs> Certainly not Chris, uh, my friend Chris Stiers, ChristopherStiers.com. Um, how, how's everything going for you today, Chris? Uh, so far, so good. Yeah. It's looking like it's going to be a nice, warm day, too. Yeah, we're overcast here uh, further south. Um Nope, not here. No, no, yeah, we're, 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 we got the May gray or the, do, the June gloom or whatever they call it. So, yeah. uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about the writer's strike later on and yeah. some of the issues. Uh, but for now, we're going to chit chat about pretty much nothing important. Uh, <laughs> and I've got just the perfect person to discuss that with. Uh, yes. that's, that's Chris. So I, I do nothing well. Yeah, <laughs> you're and you're damn bad at it. So that's yes. uh, yeah. <laughs> Chris is a an accomplished, quite an accomplished author, and uh, he's working currently on screenwriting and you know suffering through the slings and arrows of that. Um, so Chris, what do you what do you, but you know I mean we both are inspired by great. Well, we're going to talk also about great writers, but we're also inspired by good good TV and and movies. What have you been watching lately? I watched Air. Air, okay, uh-huh. Okay. And I watched A Man Called Otto. Right, Tom Hanks, sure. Yeah. And last night I ended up watching The Mother. The Mother. Hmm. New Jennifer Lopez. Oh. Shoot him up. Huh, interesting. Was that on, what was that, sir, uh, what was on, what streaming? Netflix. Netflix, okay, I'll have to check that out. Cool, that sounds like you've been watching... Movies primarily. Uh, Late, well, yes. Yeah. Some other stuff, but I've been catching up on some new films. Yeah. Isn't, I mean, isn't it nice to kind of lose yourself in a film as opposed to an episodic television show or, or even a long form narrative show? Yeah. Um, there's something about movies that just really do it for me too. Yes. Um, and I get into that. I haven't watched. Uh, any movies i've been watching all tv series and all of these are either british or australian um uh -huh. so i've been watching all creatures great and small which is about a veterinarian uh, you, you wouldn't think a show about a veterinarian would be all that compelling but you get yeah. sucked into the you, you get sucked into the lives of these people uh -huh. um and i they come up with you know it's funny the same formula that they applied to kind of house md uh -huh. Applied to this, there's a there's a disease or a, uh -huh. a an issue with an animal, um, and then there's all the the drama that goes around the characters, and then at the end, they fix the creature and and either wrap up the the drama or or carry yeah. it into the next episode. Um, and then I'm also watching an Australian film called or TV series called The Heart Doctor. Oh, okay. uh, which I apparently in Australia was called Doctor Doctor. Anyway, it's just about a family. Well, I mean, it's how do you how do you encapsulate so anyway? Uh, and then also another one which I didn't think I was gonna like because uh, I'm I'm a big fan of a show called The Darling Buds of May, okay. which is a quote from Shakespeare, and it was the first time I had seen Catherine Zeta Jones. She, she oh. I think she was like 16 when she made this. Um, oh. And I had I was late to the show, so I, she was already kind of a star. But man, she was just incredible in this. But yes. the new version of this is called the Larkins, which is the name of the family. Uh huh. 
Um, and it stars one of the guys that's in Law and Order, uh, UK, uh-huh. who I really like. I can't remember his name, but anyway, so it's all television, you know, for yeah. me and, uh, movie, it seems like movies mostly for you. So, uh, but that's good. That's yes. good. So we're Plot Points Podcast. You can reach us at 919 scripts, which is our phone number. So it's 919-727-4787. Or plot, you can hear the podcast on uh, Plot Points. I don't know why I say this, because if you're listening to the podcast, you know where to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can hear us on. Yeah, okay, you're already listening. But uh, just for those of <laughs> it, just in case. There's plotpoints.com and we're on Apple, yeah. uh, Apple, uh, podcast, Google podcast, Amazon podcast, everywhere you can find a podcast. Here are yeah. podcasts, there are podcasts. So Chris and I are writers for all, with all that entails, good and bad, I guess. Um, yes. it certainly has its challenging moments, both creatively and for me financially. Um, so I, Chris, what do you, so I mean, in, in that spirit, what have you been working on lately? I'm working on a screenplay. Mm-hmm. It's a murder mystery. Oh, yeah, cool. And uh, I'm really having fun with it. It's the period one, right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I yeah, like that's, period pieces. It's got a great tone. Um, yeah. I love the I love the era. That's yeah. what, 1930s or something like that? Yeah, early 1930s. And uh, a lot of... A lot of Really cool characters and uh-huh. you, you can, uh, something about the way, the way people, when you write in that era, you adopt even the, I won't, I won't say you're like Dashiell Hammett, right? I mean, that's no, not, no. no, but you have that kind of Hammett, Hammett feel to it. It's yes. really kind of cool. Kind yeah. of like a screwball comedy, a little bit too. A, a little in there. Yeah. Cause of the characters, right? Yeah. Because yeah. of the two main characters and their relationship. Yeah, I really love uh, Screwball, especially, I mean, The Thin Man, you yeah. know, is probably the one that's best known from that era. Hammett and uh, Damon Runyon and a bunch of, you know, a bunch oh. of them wrote such great, uh, great stories about that, the world. Um, I am, uh, so I'm finishing uh, the anthology this week, good, I think. Good. Yeah. Today I was uh, registering it. With the ISBN, you have, you know, you have to have a different ISBN number for each edition. Right. So there's a paperback and an ebook version. Uh huh. And I'll copy up, uh, I send it up to the copyright office and then finish it up. I think, I think this week I'll be done with it. All right. Yeah. And your case, you guys want to know, Chris is in both volume one and volume two. Um, so if you, if you're interested in this, we'll talk about it more on the next podcast, but it should be out. I, not out. I don't think I'm going to put it out this week, but I'm going to definitely finish all the editing and all the other other things. And the second half of my payment to you for including me is in the mail. And that's you better say that because <laughs> it's not too late to take you out of the damned anthology. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, you don't. You know, it, it's it really is humbling that uh, the people that I got for this anthology are so accomplished. You and. Wendy Hornsby and D.P. Lyle and man, oh. just some great, great writers. Um, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. 
we're Plot Points Podcast. I'm with my friend and and sometimes collaborator Christopher Styers at ChristopherStyers.com. Chris's last book was Desire and Witchery. Okay, I thought it was Tear My Bodus. It wasn't. Okay. <laughs> Rip a my bodice bodice. ripper. Yeah, yeah, the bodice ripper. Yeah. Uh, no, and uh, he's got eight eight of these books out, but different genres, different yeah. styles. Um, you can find them on well, you can find them at his website, ChristopherStyers.com, but also on Amazon, Smashwords, Barnes and Noble, um, yes. anywhere. So I want to talk a little bit about some of the Writers Guild issues because they're interesting. Okay. Um, you know, the, you think unions, you know, I don't know how anybody feels about unions, but um, I'm from a union town originally. Yeah. And so I have an appreciation for both for the good and the bad of what they do. Um, yeah. But at least in this case, and I'm just going to cover these issues very quickly and, and very cursor, cursorily. One of the big issues is, is what they call viewership based, uh, residuals, which means, <clears throat> excuse me, that a, that a show like Stranger Things, which is a wild success, yeah. the writers should get better, bigger residuals for that as opposed to something that only lasts a couple episodes or, or uh, one season. Yeah. Um, and in order to do that, of course, which, you we we probably know won't happen there has to be something called viewership transparency where the the studios production companies open up their viewership numbers in order to say okay well i mean you i i don't know if that's a big thing or not don't you think chris that if if you're looking at stranger things as opposed to something that just went one season you could pretty much figure out that they're one is bigger than the other most of the time yeah, I mean, how I mean, occasionally there'll be something that the studio or production company cancels after one season, and then all of a sudden it goes berserk mm. when they release it. Well, I wonder, yeah. I wonder what they do. I wonder what they'll do if, like in the case of Longmire, which is a show we both like. Uh-huh. It was at one studio for a while, and then they canceled it, and then Netflix picked it up and did what two more seasons or something? Yes, like that? I think so. Yeah, uh, that's a, so. That's going to be a tricky, a tricky thing yeah. to to deal with. The other thing, which is very topical, is AI regulation, um, which is artificial intelligence. They want the Writers Guild wants guarantees that AI will not be used to write or rewrite any any material. Um, from a, from a member, a writer's guild member. And I yeah. like that idea a lot because I don't, yes. I'm not sure I want AI rewriting my, my work. Um, so that, that's a big, that's going to be a big, I have a feeling they're going to probably give on that though. And then also something that doesn't involve either Chris or I yet is the writer's rooms. They want a minimum of six writers in each room, a uh, maximum of 12. And, they want there's another there's a caveat to that, which is they don't they want uh, writers to be compensated for work that they do before the show is picked up, because a lot of times they'll ask these writers rooms to write some stories. And anyway, um, and then features from from the features aspect, um, they want a lower minimum budget for what they call their theatrical terms. So they want to go 12 million. The studios want to go 40 million which means that a movie has to be at least a $40 million budget before they pay theatrical terms. Um, oh. And then there's free work. You know, one of the thing, one of the 
the laughs, I think, is that writers are given a contract typically where it's it's you get paid for the project, you get paid for a rewrite, and then there's something called an optional rewrite that you may or may not get paid for, depending on the studio's uh, yeah. decision. Well, in between there, there's about a dozen rewrites that you do for free. And no no writer in their right mind says, no, I'm not doing any more rewrites. Because what's the alternative? Somebody else is going to come in and either steal your thunder or or ruin your script or whatever. And so you end up doing all these free rewrites. And then, you know, it's like, I don't know, I guess maybe producers think we just sit around with our thumbs up our butts and just wait, you know, and just type every once in a while. I mean, it's hard work coming up with these with these things, as as you well know, Chris. Right. Yes, it is. Anyway, um, there's a, as with any union or, you know, compensation issue, there's going to be, I, this could be potentially a very long strike, almost as long as the last one, but, um, we're, you know, worth it. We, we, we need our rights protected. And the only ones that are doing that is the writers guild. If we're, you know, if we're, well, we have a top five coming up that's going to talk about the top writers, TV writers. But I mean, if we are not those top TV writers, we have very little power. And the only per- way we can get power is collective bargaining, which is through a union. So. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, the WGA, they don't strike that often. No, but it lasted from November 2007 until February 2008. Um, 100-day strike. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I didn't think it was that long ago. That shows you what I know. We're Plot Points Podcast. I sit here every, mostly every Sunday with my buddy, Chris Stires, and we talk about, you know, film, writing, weather, sports, whatever, whatever suits us. But um, you can reach us at uh, plotpoints.com. There's a contact form on that website or 919 scripts, which is 919. 727-4787. So Chris, um, last podcast, we did writers from 1999 to 2009, TV yes. writers that we uh, really like. Yes. Uh, now we're doing 2010 to 2023. So you want to yeah. throw your list out there? Okay. Um, the first on my list, and these are in no particular order, uh, Stephen S. DeKnight. Okay. He did the Spartacus. Oh, okay. Series. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Graham Yost. Oh, who, yeah. Along with Elmore Leonard did Justified. Terrific. And then, uh, Jonathan Nolan, uh-huh. the person of interest. Okay. And, uh, then I have David Benioff. D. Oh, D. yeah. Weiss, with a little assistance from George R. R. Martin for Game of Thrones. Yep. And, uh, Julian Fellows for Downton Abbey. Wasn't um those are all great. Um but Benioff had a partner. Um Weiss. We, yeah, what what who was it? DB Weiss. DB Weiss. Did you include him or did yes. I miss that? Oh, okay. Yeah, I did. I'm sorry. It was the two of them, but on uh, especially the first season they also included Martin sure. in, in the writing credits. Sure. Another terrific writer. Very, very prolific, except lately, I guess, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's just leave it at that. Okay. So I, you know, it's funny. Usually we at least have one 
thing in common, but we don't have anything in common here. So, oh, so that'll be interesting. Yeah. So my list again, no, in no particular order starts with Jed Mercurio, who wrote Line of Duty, mm-hmm. all of it and Bodyguard. The, the reason. Yes. When, when I include a guy like that, the reason is maybe like, maybe line of duty isn't your, your cup of tea, but you got to admire a man six, it went six or seven or no, eight, six, seven, six seasons over 10 years. And he yeah. wrote every episode. Holy yeah. mackerel. Uh, same with Russell Lewis, who did Endeavor, mm-hmm. uh, the British, uh, you know, show about, uh, early, uh, Inspector Morse and wrote every episode. Just amazing. Um, and then I'll, you know, I'm surprised they, these two didn't make your list. Robert and Michelle King, who did, uh, The Good Wife, The Good, yeah, the, the I, Good Fight. It, the, it was on my preliminary list. Yeah. And Madam Secretary, which yes. was, yes, yeah, still pretty good. Um, and then I threw in David Shore from House MD because some of the uh, House MD stuff, well, first of all, it went eight seasons, not for nothing. It was success, yes. but wow. And then, um, Tina Fey. Or wow. 30 Rock, because okay. I thought, I mean, she really came, she came out of Saturday Night Live as the head writer yeah. and, uh, hit it out of the ballpark with her first TV series. I don't know how long, um, 30 Rock went, but it yeah. was hilarious. Um, yes. and I could include Mindy Kaling in there too, because she's, yeah. she did the same thing, but, um, yeah, 30 Rock went from 2006 to 2013, so that's, what, seven years, uh, yes. seven seasons? Jeez. So those writers we mentioned and some of the shows that they are very well known for are just what you could start with those 10 or 12 uh, items and just uh-huh. finish the rest of the year in in writer glory because uh, – those series are all good, including, um, you know, the, the ones that we, how many, how many, did you, how many did you have to turn away? Oh, oh my God. Uh, so many. I know. I know. Oh. How, how do, how do you not, I can't believe I didn't put Game of Thrones on my list, but I can't believe you didn't put like Robert and Michelle King on yours. And, you know, yeah. we both look at each other's lists and go, yeah, I could have easily included those. Yeah. So. Anyway, um, well, it, we're going to wrap it up here in a minute, but um, I can't believe we're already at the end of the show. It just runs so quick. But yes. Chris Styers is at Chris, ChristopherStyers.com. His eight, eight books pending, one pending, nine, uh, ninth book uh, can be, well, not the pending one, but the other ones can be found on Amazon, Smashwords, yeah. Barnes & Noble. He's a terrific writer. You should avail yourself of some of his work. Or all of his work. Put it, become, yes. start your Christopher Steyer shelf. Uh, there, you. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. And my name is Mark Sevy. I, uh, we do this every other week and I'm always thrilled to have Chris with me. Uh, we talk a lot about movies and TV and writing and, uh, come to no good conclusions about any of it except we got to be both nuts. Uh, yeah. so yeah, we're, we're certifiably insane. Chris, do you have a, a writer's quote for us? Yes, I do. Um, this is from, novelist and short story writer William Faulkner. Mm. Okay. Always dream and shoot higher than you know you can do. Don't bother just to be better than your contemporaries or predecessors. Try to be better than yourself. Mm. So that hits on two things. My martial arts teacher always said the only your only competition is the person in the mirror. Yeah. Um, which, which I always 
thought was a great way to uh, look at anything. And then the first one was, uh, what was the first part of the quote? Always dream and shoot higher than right. you know you can do. Which is the old, a man's, a man's reach should always exceed his grasp. Yes. So, uh, cool. Well, on that note, we're going to say goodbye. Uh, Chris, thanks for uh, hanging with us and uh, on the podcast. Appreciate, yes. yeah, appreciate you. Happy Mother's Day to everyone. Yes. Uh, those of you walking the picket lines, good, good on you. Um, you know, we, 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 we hold with you in solidarity for, uh, for whatever the duration. And so, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be, it may be tough, but I hope, hopefully it'll turn out, it'll turn out well. Yes. So for my, for myself, for Chris, Chris Dyers, for all the beautiful mothers in the world and all the writers on the picket line, be inspired and do good work.